we're talking about shifts and trying to get out of like ruts a little bit, I think obviously everybody for the last couple of years has been going through a rut. It's been challenging being apart from everybody. And it's great to have technology like Zoom and, you know, other ways that you can communicate. But I, I think one of the things I'm really struggling with is just being away from people. We've all been working in the creative business for more than 20 years and love almost everything about it. But we have to admit, there are times when it's a shit show. In this podcast, we're going to have honest conversations about the ups and downs of the design and marketing business, lessons we've learned, and share ideas and support that get us through the day. And sometimes, we'll just shoot the shit. So welcome to the Creative Shit Show. Y'all, we're here. This is our first episode. Now, we've talked about this. How many months has this been? Us just joking around. It's been more than months, right? Has it been a year? It's been a year. Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. And we're all different parts of the country. And through the magic of Zoom, we're here together. I'm excited to uh, start this journey with you all. Yeah, Friday afternoon, pre-cocktail hour. That's how disciplined we are. Or I don't know, Vonna, you're already drinking? Oh, Karen's drinking. This is... uh... Peach nectar with a little maker's mark in it. Am I the only one not drinking right now? No, I'm not. I got my energy drink. Yeah, and I have my water with supplements on it because I want to hydrate. The next show, we need a a better. Yeah, that's great. I think this is pretty much, I don't know about you guys, but how my brain is on a Friday. By the time I get to three o'clock, it's probably gracious. By the time I get to noon or one, I'm about ready to turn it in. Uh, especially the last two years. How do you guys feel on a Friday afternoon? Yeah, probably about the same. I think I don't like to do meetings after, you know, about one o'clock on Fridays. I can't think anymore. I need time, downtime, administration time, wrap up. Usually a little yeah. wound only because it's the weekend. I'm almost <laughs> like an employee. <laughs> I am so ready. But like today I had meetings back to back from eight o'clock this morning but I think because the first one went so well and so smooth Mm. that it just kicked off the day I'm just trying to get back to feeling normal so after I got COVID over the weekend so oh you did get it okay oh Oh, here I was about ready to start making fun of you and now you have to kick off the show that you have COVID now I'm in the it only hit me pretty bad the first day and then I was starting to feel normal the second day for for what it's worth you look devilishly handsome just so you know he does look good yep by the way for everyone at home i don't know if this vaughn found this on tiktok if you want to (laughs) reduce the effects of covid have a maker's mark i forgot that one hey before we get you know too much farther why don't we share with everyone who the heck we are right in We're all over the country in different stages of our careers. I'm Justin Ahrens. This is my 22nd year of owning Rule 29, and we are a uh, branding agency outside of Chicago. We also have office in Omaha and a couple other teammates in California. And we are in the brand space of brand strategy and brand creation, management, et cetera. And I would say for the most part, I still very much love it, but I have to say, I don't love it every day, if I was to be honest. And the last two years have absolutely been challenging from every level you can imagine, personally, team-wise, navigation. That's probably not anything new for anyone listening or for you guys. But yeah, I'm excited to be here with you. So who wants to jump in next? 
I got it. I'm Jamie Saunders. I'm the, the co-founder of Clear Brand Strategy along with Karen Larson, who's also on the show. I have just a little bit of a different story. I actually was in corporate marketing for almost 15 years. And I like to say that I retired in 2017 from uh, corporate life after my mom passed away at a really young age. And I always wanted to start my own business and start, you know, working for myself and when you get that perspective that life is short, makes everything kind of accelerate. I went ahead and made that dream a reality. I love working independently. I think one of the most fun things about it is that my corporate background informs my current client relationships because we tend to drift towards working with corporate clients. Having sat in their chair, I, I really do love commiserating with them. And it does help me, I think, to understand what they're going through every day because corporate marketing is a shit show in and of itself. <laughs> and every organization is the same, no matter who you talk to. It's probably one of my most favorite things to do is just help corporate marketers. Cause I know what it feels like to sit in that chair and just feel stuck. So. Yeah. I love that. I love that we get to hear that perspective, both being on the client side, the creative partner side. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's fun. It's not every day though. I have to work with Karen sometimes. <laughs> At least none of us have to work with Vaughn on a regular basis. Oh, I'm sorry, Vaughn. <laughs> were you going to say something? No, I'll let Karen go. I've been an independent designer for 30 years, but have been in the business for 40 years and can't even believe I'm saying that. I've worked with corporate clients for years, so I've always been on the other side of the desk from Jamie. So I love getting my head around nice big projects really breaking it down and helping the client to create a real clear strategy and beautiful design, beautiful content. Yeah, that's what I do. And I also, I am passionate about making art and I love drawing, I love painting. And so there's a whole mix of that. So that's where I'm at. My business turns 20 this month. And for the last five years, my uh, daughter Savannah, my oldest daughter, has been working with me, although she's on hiatus right now with tendonitis since um, October. So she's still struggling with that. But most of the work we do is in a branding context. Usually it's working with either our, our own clients or agencies will hire us. We're working with one agency right now, branding their client. I like that. I like being able to meet other creatives and develop solutions or explorations to solve their clients' problems. That's usually the context I'm working in. It's fun. Like Justin, there's some days that are better than other days. So I, I, I try to keep it positive. It's been hard this week just because even though I was feeling somewhat normal, I didn't feel like working. I'd rather just go lay down and sleep. But yeah, yeah. I just yeah, came off it. Day. I understand that's the worst. Well, Vaughn, let's also be honest. How many times have you and I called each other or texted each other, maybe in the last two years, saying we want to do something different? <laughs> let's be honest. How many times have we done that? Uh, more times than I can count. Can I, I want to uh, chime guys, in I there? Mean, do you feel that way sometimes or what? I want to oh, chime okay. in because the I felt exactly the same way a couple of years ago. Even though I was self-employed for so long, I took a job with a client and <laughs> it turned into a shit show. It was the biggest mistake I can honestly say <laughs> in my life and my career. It was, I'm not an employee. 
I'm a consultant. And then when you take a job as an employee, you turn into an employee. It doesn't work. So I was in a place where I was, it took me probably two years to figure it out. Mm. And I knew I wanted to do what I was doing because what else am I going to do this? I love what I do. But then I partnered with Jamie and that was the catalyst of, oh my God, this is fun again. It's probably the most fun I've had in my career. And I'm going to be 60 this year. And that's saying something and I'm not going to go anywhere. So it's exciting. So I think there's, that's a big discussion. I think we'll end up having is what are those catalysts to get us out of that shit show mode? Because it's still a shit show working with Jamie sometimes, but it's more fun. <laughs> My yeah, neurotic I mean, is it... text is what she's talking about. Just let's be clear. But like Vaughn, yeah, I mean, you I were think... just mentioning how much you enjoy working with the agency. It's probably because you're collaborating with somebody outside of your mm-hmm. bubble. Yeah. They're having to manage the client. So if a client gets unreasonable, I have to deal with it. <laughs> I, that's probably the area that I need to get better at is, well, sales and just managing expectations. I do as much as I can to give them a heads up of what to expect, but I just have very little patience for people who, yeah. I'm not going to get into anything here. Other, <laughs> I, I don't want to name names, but uh, it's probably yeah, very frustrating at times. What, what's that? I'm saying you can tell your clients to listen to our show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Vaughn, we'll solve all your problems. We'll get you fired from every single project. <laughs> and then you won't have to worry about it. And then you can rest. I think, Karen, to your point, there's degrees of shit showing us right in our business and our careers that it's never going to go away obviously it's you know how you approach it how you prepare yourself your perspective on that and everything but i love your perspective on the fact that i think in a lot of ways you have already been exactly where vaughn and i are and mm-hmm. you made some shifts and and you're in this part of me and this is a compliment i know what this is to come off i can only know, imagine what you're in the you're in the second phase of your career right like you're in the the next chapter of your career and with my age I'd, you, most people would be in the final chapter of their career thinking about retirement so I i'm not offended by it I, at all yeah i could I, I guess i could use that term i just feel like any a shift a new beginning is new and that's what it is whether it's you don't know if it's final right you could be doing something else in a few years I mean, you could be a famous podcaster in a few weeks so that's right um that's right so what are Go some on. of the yeah what are some of the current i don't know frustrations challenges successes that are surrounding you all right now if we're talking about shifts and trying to get out of like ruts a little bit i think obviously everybody for the last couple of years has been going through a rut it's been <laughs> challenging being apart from everybody and it's great to have technology like zoom and you know other ways that you can communicate but I, I think one of the things I'm really struggling with is just being away from people I spent 15 years in an office being surrounded by people being able to go down the hall talk to people and my husband would say get my word quota out for the day you know? <laughs> but I find like I have to find ways to interact and get up and move around or else I just find myself sitting at my desk for hours and hours on end and I can't be good for you. So I think for me, the challenge now is integrating back into society and planning 
meetings with clients. Justin, we just talked about this the other day, just getting back over to see clients and figuring out what everybody's comfort level is, what is going to be, you know, big for me going forward. But I miss being with people. I think I'm just, I've really got to figure out a way to start integrating back into society. I totally can. I feel that Jamie for sure. And I think I'm really grateful for Zoom. The fact that I get to see you lovely people, right? Otherwise we would, we wouldn't seeing each other, we'd be texting each other. I don't know, Vaughn, how, how do you feel about things? I never, I hardly ever did video conferencing before COVID broke out. I don't mind it. At times it can be surprisingly productive. At other times I'm like, it would have been faster just to put this in an email and uh, get it over with. But what I've been struggling with for the last few months or so is just on one client, the exact same process I'll use to, in this case, explorations forum, the same process as with another client I'm working on now, but the previous client, like just nothing would, was, he just hated everything. And he didn't make any sense with his feedback, derogatory in some sense. And so now moving with a different client I'm working with, I find I'm a little gun shy at times, like, okay, or are they going to hate everything now? So it's, and then hearing back from him, he's going, wow, there's a lot of good choices here, but it's like the exact same process. I didn't change anything. It's just, it's, I, I get, I just expect the people should be able to recognize the same thing from one client to a next and they don't. And that's, Part of my problem is expecting that. But so I play a lot of head games with myself. If somebody doesn't like something, I take that personally, especially if I think I've provided them with some options I thought are pretty good. So that that's what, and usually I've had Savannah to bounce stuff off of now for five years. It's changed the way I work because she's able to look at stuff and give me feedback that otherwise I, I would have never really heard before. And at first that was hard to get used to, but now I've depended on it. Now she's been out of commission since October. So it's a little hard. I, I feel like I'm going back to the way I used to work, but it seems like I'm not having as much success as I used to have because I had quite a few recent clients who are just, I don't know, problem clients. I, and, and I need to get better at vetting them. Like I, I, this last one I'm thinking of, I knew he was going to be a problem client, but I just convinced myself that I could get beyond that. And it didn't really work out that way. So it's that shit show red flag. Yeah. yeah. Where are the red flags? Yeah. So it's that, it is that, I think we all have to think about what that, what's that red flag, those red flag clients. We've been in the business long enough to, to know that we probably shouldn't go there and it's okay to say no, but. But sometimes you don't know till you're like knee deep in it. And then all of a sudden you're like, you thought everything was going along smooth and all of a sudden you turn in some work to the client and it's just, it's to me, it's a surprise. And all of a sudden you're like, mm -hmm. oh no, I don't think we're vibing. I don't think this is going to work. And then you're stuck. Justin, what's been going on in your world? We're starting to have people come back a little bit to the office. We've been fully work from home since March 13th, however long ago that was, two years ago. 
Yeah. It's crazy to think of that, isn't it? Yeah. It's like right around St. Patrick's Day, you know? Yeah. And I have a mixture of my team who's looking forward to it, indifferent, I think, and then not super happy about it. And I feel it's worth us investing time. We'll never be full-time back in the office. We'll be hybrid. I, I like being flexible like that for sure. And I wouldn't have realized how much I've enjoyed it until I was forced to do it. So that's one of the silver linings, I think, of the last two years. But I'm just trying to understand from a leadership standpoint, how to do it and include everyone as much as possible to be as respectful and clear in communication. And it's just it's something that keeps me up at night to make sure that we do the right thing. I don't want to lose a great employee because of something I've communicated poorly. I'm not saying I would, but I think about that. So that's there's that. And then just things have been just a lot more competitive lately, it feels. We've lost some projects I thought we'd win for sure. And then we won some that I thought we had no chance on. Uh, yeah. So those are the kind of things we're wrestling. And maybe that's not much different than normal, but it just feels, I'm not going to say everything. Certain things feel a lot heavier now than I think maybe they, they should, or I want them to be. Mm-hmm. But Karen, you said something earlier. I'd love to ask, what are some of the signs, you know, you, you talked about, we all know the red flags, but what are some of the ways that you process, like when that red flag, you know, kind of pops up metaphorically, what are some of those things that you're like, no way or yes way, or <laughs> what are some of those things for you? I think a lot of the thing, it's, it's such a gut feeling for me. It's, do I want to work with this person is the first question. Is this somebody that I really want to work with personally? Do I get along with them? Do I, am I doing it for the money? These are qu- all questions that I ask myself. Most of most of the clients that Jamie and I are looking at are, or prospects are people that we want for the long haul. And they're not just a one-off. It's more of we're, we're going to be your corporate marketing department type of mm-hmm. relationship. And when you do that, you have to make sure that it's, you get to know the person a little bit. And for me, if I start feeling, I don't know about this person, I can tell this is going to be a shit show. Then <laughs> it just is. I start I that right there. I can, and I'm pretty good at reading people. There's also, are they complaining about money? Are they complaining about the budget early on? And Or are they not even complaining? Are they just, I don't know how much money I really want to spend on this. Or you just, I think after so much time, you just get the sense of maybe they're not the right people. But then I think that there's also, is this the type of company that I want to work for? Do I Mm -hmm. want to help them succeed? Do I want to help them make money? And if anything, I've walked away from clients, famous about firing clients, if I have to, because I decide while the relationship was great to start three or four years in, things have changed. People have changed within the work, the company that I'm working with. And I'm like, and I don't know if I want to keep making, helping these people make money and I'll walk and I'll walk away because there's always going to be another client always, especially right now, there's this crazy amount of work, but Jamie and I have been talking a lot lately about like, how much do we charge? And this is a future discussion. And hopefully it's a a discussion. Maybe we do on our next episode, possibly next couple, 
what are people charging? What are companies charging? Because there's the big agencies and there's the small agencies. And it's really confusing. I know for being in the business for so long, you used to be able to charge a heck of a lot more than you can now. At least that's how I feel. And I'd love to have a discussion about that. So if anything, going back to the original question, the pre-question to you asking me about red flags, I think for me, the biggest question is, it's a money question. I'm doing tons of work, but am I charging enough? That's the question I have in my head. And I think I'm doing okay compared to not enough people are saying no. So how many times do you feel like, do you feel your guts pretty tuned in these days? Do you, you know, if you were to, if four clients were to come to you, do you think one would slip past you? I'm pretty good. I think after yeah. all this time, I really, am. I really, and I, in fact, the one thing about this whole Zoom thing is that you really can't build that type of relationship. And there's a current client that I have that at first I thought, oh, he's a pain in the butt. And he wasn't really my client. He's a extension of somebody else that brought me in. But sure. I'm working more and more with him. And it's not a Jamie client. It's somebody else. And the more we get to know him, the better it's going. So it's, we're having just that hard time. And I say, we, I think as everyone is having a hard time building that relationship quicker. And so I think honestly, probably because of zoom, I I will say it is a little bit harder. Like I can go into somebody's office and I can, I mean, you guys have all known me forever. I can be a little bit of a smart ass if I have to, or, and what? I can tell, I know what, huh? But I can tell if somebody's going to <laughs> laugh at that, or it's going to work. If they're going to be, if they're going to accept the way I am, it's going to work. And I'm extremely professional when it comes to work, but I'm also call you out a little bit if you're causing a shit show. I think too, what's really interesting. What do you think, Jamie? Because you've been working with me now for a year. That's what I was going to I think what's really interesting is Karen and I each have our own like little side gigs. So we don't always work on every project together, although we are doing, we've made a concerted effort now to say we work better as a team. It's better when we're together. We can bounce things off each other. To your point, Vaughn, having the preview with somebody internal before you send it to the client mm-hmm. is it's game changer. I feel a lot less anxious about work. Karen is very good at negotiating contracts and things. I think I'm getting better at it. But I think what's cool is we're different people. We really are. We're completely different. Could be even like polar opposites. But then we do things like today where we thought a call was at two o'clock and we both signed on to Zoom at 1.30 for There's no reason. Thing. And we were both like, we're talking and then we're like, our meeting's not till two. Why are we both here? It was like the weirdest <laughs> thing ever. But so like, sometimes we're like so in sync. But what's cool is, Karen might have red flags or reservations about a client and I actually really like them and we get along really well. And so we just make a decision or vice versa. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, I don't really think that person really is vibing with me. I might be too much for that. I can be too much. I know I can. It's like good to own it. And so you just say, Hey, do you mind stepping in and doing the project management on this one? You should be the account lead. And I like having the flexibility because we both trust each other enough to say, I don't want to work 
directly with this person. I think they like my work, but me and, and my personality is just not working. And we've done it a couple of times and it ends up being just fine. Oh, right? it's, it's, it's so true. That. Like I'm super detail oriented. <laughs> I go in and I break right down a it. concept and Jamie's just, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> I can't figure this out. I'm like, let me just talk to him. <laughs> and then there's a spreadsheet. And then there's, just, oh my God. This person's driving me crazy. I'm saying it. And she's, oh, I can talk to them. No problem. I love it. I'll call her. It's whatever. We just, I don't know. It's nice to have yeah, that. And I, and I do, I miss that about having direct reports to be able to pass off work yeah. and work with other people. And I don't know how you feel about that, Justin, but it's nice to have people that you can, at your office that you can say, Hey, you know what? Do you mind taking this client? Do you mind talking to this client? Cause it might not be your favorite thing, you know? And- but I will say we're not, and before you answer that, Justin, one of the th- nice things about finding, being solo for so long and finding a partner is that we're equal partners in the level in our career. We're not like, we. it's not like we're, a jun- somebody's a junior. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So no, that I really admire. Really, yeah. I really admire Karen and Vaughn for, I don't admire you yet, Jamie, but I really admire (laughs) Karen and Vaughn for being on their own for so long, because I think I have the opportunity on occasion to delegate or collaborate with some of my teammates. Obviously there's things that are uniquely mine to own and I need to own those and do that. And I seem to like those items more and more, but Vaughn, I know specifically for you, we've talked about the fact that if I was to describe you in some ways, you're just a, you're just a craftsman out of the people I know in this world. You're just, you're so dedicated to the perfection of drawing and how mm-hmm. you apply that to illustrator. And again, for any of you not following at Vonster on Twitter, do it right now, especially when he rants on Adobe, it makes me so happy <laughs> when you get super Eeyore Vaughn is what I call you. It's, it's, I love that, but Aww. I know in the past you've just had hard clients interactions or chasing money or whatever else, how does that impact you? Is that something that just totally zaps your energy and makes you be like, ah, or how do you like, re- you know, recalibrate after that? Or it puts me in a funk for three or four days where I just feel like, um, what do they call it? Imposter syndrome. Now, hold on. I, I did a course on logo design, but here I can't handle a client who's, it's like, why shouldn't anybody watch my course? It's those kind of <laughs> And the audience that listens to this is going to be shocked at hearing you talk like that because in the creative world, you are an illustrator, designer, God. And I can say, I've known you forever. So to hear your openness and about being so, what's the word I'm looking for? Vulnerable vulnerable. Thank you. I think it's wonderful because we all feel that we all, and I question the same thing. How can you be in the business for this long and then question yourself and be, have that imposter syndrome? It's crazy. Yeah. I think it's pretty normal though. I was listening to, I I can't remember. I can't remember her name. I follow her on Instagram. She's a a sales expert and a business consultant. And she is making the comment that every single creative she's ever consulted with, and they talked about pricing, 
every single creative she's talked to is pricing themselves too low. And she, you know, what she said in some of the examples she gave, it made me realize pretty sure, like, I would fall into that same camp. I don't consider myself super great in terms of one, just sales, just just connecting with people and landing a project, let alone, I, I always think about, okay, how much am I going to, am I going to charge for this? And a lot of times what I do is I try to understand how big the company is like on the project I'm working on now. I did some research on who the company is and who else is in the industry and Luckily, on some of those things, you can find annual reports that show like their finances. And so that's what I did on one of these clients is I, I found out through their own financial records how much they make. And that made it easy for me to go, this is, if they can't spend this much money on an identity, then they're not even worth working for. And they didn't even blink. And so that's great. You can't always do that. But, and then, there's the problem client I was referencing earlier. That was the opposite where I'm like, I'll help them out and I'll give them a price never. more than what I normally would. That didn't help. Mm-mm. He still didn't like anything, even though. So I would rather, I knew I, I totally had the red flag earmarks were apparent that, okay, this guy's going to be an issue to work with. I should have just said, you know what, I'm thanks, but no thanks. And just walk away and focus on. Because the couple of clients I'm working with right now, they're the kind of clients I love working with. They're they're eager. They don't get annoyed when you start asking them all these questions just to understand their client better. Like they gave me a creative brief. And so I figured, okay, an agency, I'll get all those questions I need. It wasn't super complete. So I followed it up with four questions and asked them, could you ask them these? And they had no problem with that. And they were like, oh, that's actually a, a good those are good questions. And so working with clients like that, who they, they don't mind struggling through a few things, knowing that by doing it, it's going to make everything better. It's, I just, I just need to really get better at not trying to convince myself rather than just be honest that I don't think this is as much as I wouldn't mind having the project. I just don't think it's a good fit. And I think, I think you outlined the really the point of the show, right? So Karen, your point, like Vaughn with your experience and roster of great work to think that you would have some of those challenges it, to some may just seem that's crazy, but I, in some ways I, I feel it's refreshing, mm-hmm. right? Because, and the reality, if we're all honest, and I'm sure we'll get into this, I, I think a great episode would be the mistakes we continually make. There's still yeah. things that how many times, especially the last two years, I'm like, gosh, dang it. I did it again. And I'm in this shitty scenario because I did the same thing over again. That's right. right. That's right. I I hear you, man. I think that that's one of the things that's really interesting to me, especially that we have a, we have an advisor team. And I remember one of my advisors, I was giving him our kind of financial outlook and all that sort of thing. And he's just, he, I could tell he just wanted to say something. He was like, move around a seat. And he just was just really agitated. And so he goes, here's, I'm going to solve all your problems. And he started talking about, he, he owns a widget company. They make widgets. And so I'm like, yeah, he goes, just make your logo price this. And I'm like, sometimes we could do a logo for, in an hour. 
sometimes it takes us three days and not one is better than the other. It's just the way the process works, the inspiration comes. And we could go to a meeting and think that what we're showing them is the three greatest solutions in the world and they can hate them all. And we're in this weird next phase process. And it's, we're in a unique business. If we show three directions, this is my, this is something I was telling this advisor the other day too, is like, why are people sometimes bummed out about things that work? Is do you have a bad culture? Do you have this? Do you have that? And, and we're talking about a particular project. And I was like, no, think about it. We just spent all this time in, into this project and we gave five examples and four of those examples are going to be turned down someone four people's hearts are going to be broken or, or whomever works on that. And that's our business. Like every time we show directions, something is not going to be chosen and hopefully something will be. It's just a weird business we're in, I think. And it's the same with writing. Every, and I feel like you just, you put yourself out there and it's from your head is the way that I always think of it. I had those thoughts. It's very, I try not to make it personal, but it is because I did the research. I had those thoughts. I put them into a concept that I thought would work. And then you pass it over to the client and you feel really vulnerable if you're just waiting. And then if they like it, it's like a reflection on you. And if they don't like it, it's a reflection on you. And then you're like, I used to get really upset. Karen knows first on, I would get really upset, but now I've started realizing it's good to take that feedback and just do better. A lot of times the feedback does make the writing better. And then when I turn that next draft in there and you nail it, it, it makes the writing better. So I try to take my ego out of it. That's hard. Yeah. That's a conversation I'd love to have because yeah, as you go on for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to talk on that conversation <laughs> as well, because, and I don't know if it's because I've been doing it for so long or what, but I want to please the client, but I don't get emotional anymore if they don't like something at all. It's no, weird. I really don't. It's very odd. It is, it's business. And maybe it's because I do the art and the art is personal and, and I don't, but I truly focus on the design and the strategy. First of all, it's a process. I truly believe that if you work with the client and build up enough information before you get to that creative phase, mm -hmm. you're going to deliver. You're going to be on point. If you're just designing to design, there's a good chance you're not going to be on. You could be at wherever. Mm -hmm. So as long as you go through the stage and do that, all the work you have to do before you do the design and the content, I always say like the content is the cake and the design is the icing on the cake. Well, there's the strategy that is the, like the first layer. 90% of the time you're going to be on target. I would say if you do all that work, because you're like getting in their head. Mm -hmm. So this is a conversation I would love to have because I think that too much emphasis is put on, Justin, you said, you had said about your designers getting their hurt, feelings hurt. The one thing I had somebody tell me, and I'm still work with this, this particular person 30 some years later, he was my first boss. And then I worked for him again when I was younger, but he told me, you're not designing this for you. You're designing it for them. It doesn't matter if you like it. It has to fit within their needs. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I think it's, I think sometimes, let me just make sure I correct that <laughs> statement. And, and especially if my team's listening, it's really more of disappointment or frustration versus 
And sometimes I think they're hurt or offended based on maybe the client feedback. Sometimes clients don't know how to give feedback and mm-hmm. the feedback is yeah, the feedback so feels really, feels really harsh or icky or however you want to. It feels impersonal. You know, right. It. right? Yeah. 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 Like, wow. Like, they're talking like about that. direction like, C. Oh. They have no idea who did direction C, but they said it sucked. And right. so that means I suck. Right. So going back to Vaughn's <laughs> imposter syndrome, that just adds another brick on that right. statue. And I want to, um, and I have to say for employees, they're dealing with a little bit different situation than the four of us are dealing with because they don't have, they don't have the, they're dealing with layers of communication. Mm-hmm. They might be thinking, and I hate to say it, Justin, well, we got bad information from Justin. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or. I know what you, you mean. Know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all kinds of, this would be a great episode as well. Just talking about the communication and process and how to take, and it's not a wins or losses type thing. It's how to manage our business, right? This is going to happen every day. We're going to do things and very seldom is a hundred percent of everything we do checked off. Yes. Great. I don't have any comments. Go for it. I'll pay a check and add a zero to it. Like that doesn't happen. It probably happens to Vaughn, but it doesn't happen to any of us mere mortals. (laughs) And, and so I think that you really do have COVID. Look at that reaction. It's so slow. Are you okay over there? He's, he's like ready for a nappy. (laughs) We're going to do a whole episode after our first episode where it's just Vaughn centric. Where you're jacked up on caffeine and you're just going to be, I'm going to, we're going to throw out a rant about Illustrator and we're just going to let you go. (laughs) And then we'll all react. Tame down about Illustrator because they don't have an account now, Twitter, so it's not as fun anymore. They probably took it down because of you. Yeah. Everybody just bombs them. Although I just got invited by one of their engineers to see something, but he hasn't gotten back to me. So I get a sneak peek soon. That's cool. They still haven't fixed the snapping bug, though, assholes. Oh, sorry. I forgot we were recording. Make sure when you speak to them, you ask. This, uh... this gives us an opportunity <laughs> to put a beep in. I think beeps for swearing are hilarious. Or we don't. It doesn't matter. But Vaughn, no thank beeps. you for proving my point. That was so wonderfully easy, wasn't it, you guys? Just throw up Illustrator <laughs> yeah. and you get made, it so good. We all have our triggers, and eventually we'll figure them out. Next time I'm having the cocktail. Yes. Maybe part of our show notes team is we'll share maybe what drinks we have and if we if we get really professional maybe we can start including the recipe or the, the makeup of the cocktail that's a great it's idea the shit show cocktail someone needs to that's come right. up with it but it's brown <laughs> Muddy well, that works for me since i love bourbon <laughs> um, but the way when you said it brown and shit show that sounded just weird to me muddy water it's gonna yeah. be something good right <laughs> maybe Roughly. that's the name of the drink muddy water <laughs> hey that's our homework for the next show that's right. So I'm really excited about exploring a variety of different business things with you all. And for those listening, please give us comments, ask us questions. We'd love to dig into subjects that are challenging for you right now or share a story. We'd love to share like stories because I think it's really important for us as a community to realize that to Vaughn's point, doesn't matter, or Karen's point, doesn't matter how many years you're in the business, we all still do deal with some of the same stuff. And how can we collectively learn from each other and make it better? Great. Vaughn's going to respond. He's on sloth. I was waiting. waiting. You know what? You know, did you guys see that? What's that Disney movie with the the DMV and the sloths at the DMV? It's Vaughn. That's you right now. I'm waiting for you to like slowly (laughs) respond to the That's it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I'm looking forward to this, you guys. It's going to be so much fun.